welcome back to the podcast and i have somebody special with me ryan doherty hello everybody executive vice president for enrollment in marketing okay so ryan yes sir what i wanted to do was ask you a question how good are you at planning i like to think i'm pretty good at it okay there's this thing called a planning fallacy and they've done tons of studies on this where they give people like uh their ideal uh, planning scenario and their less than ideal planning scenario. And it turns out that they're both the same in reality, that people are not good at estimating how mm. much time things are going to take and things mm. like that. Right. Yeah. So it throws a monkey wrench in planning because like they give an example, I think in this study, or maybe I heard this anecdote related to this study, when people imagine how long, estimate how much time it takes to, uh, let's say, drive somewhere, when they plan it, they plan on it going just right. Smoothly, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and so their estimation of time is not very good. But I, my question for you was, how good are you at planning? Are you good at estimating? Yeah. Okay. Actually, my wife says that's my like secret magical gift, is that I somehow know how long things are going to take. Oh, interesting. So... And maybe it's because I plan for the bad things, not bad things to happen. So I build in a buffer. Oh, okay. So are you more pessimistic maybe? Um, probably a realistic pessimist. Um, okay. I think in terms of time, if it's something I haven't done before, obviously that's a lot harder to predict because I don't know how much time something's going to take at all. But so you build in like a buffer? Yeah, I could build in a buffer there. But if it's something I've done, some type of task I've done in the past, and it doesn't involve a ton of people interaction because i think if the people interaction is where it gets really hard to predict because hmm. yeah. you don't have control you only have control over your own time true and well time. yeah going back to the traffic example yeah you can't predict how people are going to drive right if people are going to leave at a different time mm -hmm. than they normally do and right. there's more traffic yeah i got it okay so there's this book called four disciplines of execution have you heard of this book who's the author of that i don't even remember <laughs> Because <laughs> I do, I feel like I've heard that yeah. title, maybe at Global Leadership Summit or something. Oh, okay, okay. So the interesting thing about this topic for a book is that um, with innovation, you know, it's creative ideas, right, plus execution. Mm -hmm. One of the takeaways from this book is the more you try to do, the less you get done. So is that something that you build into your sort of planning estimation? Uh, I think if, I mean, I do think, I do think that's true. I think if you try to do too much, you, you don't get anything done really. Um, and I think that's part of one of the challenges. I think it was in creativity Inc. Um, the book by the Pixar guy, he says, mm -hmm. if you don't prioritize your time, somebody else will. And I think if you try to do a bunch of different things, your ability to actually execute, I think goes out the window to some degree, um, which is, is actually foreign to what most people think, I, I believe. Because we believe we are all really super good at multitasking and we can handle things going on all the time. Yeah. We can spin all the plates. That's true. It seems like uh, the research says that nobody's actually good at multitasking, especially males. That mm -hmm. there's like a connection between the two hemispheres of the brain. Women have a bigger connection. I forgot mm -hmm. the anatomical hmm. uh, name for that. Um, but women tend to have to multitask more because, you know, especially raising children mm -hmm. this is in our ancestry yeah and men tend to be more single-minded 
So because they are often in history have been put in higher risk situations. This is the theory anyway. Mm -hmm. um, hunting, battle, stuff like that. So they're very much more uh, focused on one thing and have difficulty right. multitasking. I think part of, for me, considering myself a decent planner is that I try to reduce variables. Um, mm. I, I try to keep fewer plates spinning than most because I know to, in order to finish something or to get something from point A to B to C to D, I have to have space and time to actually be able to work on that. And I'm not good at having five things going on at the same time. I know that about myself. Okay. So I'm not even going to try, if possible. So do you ever have days where you say, I'm just going to do one thing? I wish. I mean, that sounds that sounds really good to me. But uh -huh. in, the new, in this role I'm in now, I feel like there's so many things I have to kind of check in on that it's been harder for me to actually focus on individual projects and do true deep work on those projects. I actually think that's one of the challenges of leadership um, is your ability to focus on the right things in the right way at the right time. Hmm. So are, do you f tend to feel like you fall into that Pixar example of somebody else is sort of planning your day? It, it does start to feel like that. The more meetings you have and the more, I mean, the, the politics of leadership and things, you start to lose the ability to actually value the tasks that actually accomplish what you would want to do. Now, mm. not all that's bad, but it is part of, I think it's the struggle of leadership as you get further and further up in an organization. So do you estimate that? Is that in your estimation now? Uh I'm not good at that yet. I think that's been part of the challenge of moving into a, a higher level role has been figuring out how do I manage that part of it. Hmm. Um, because I think we, we, we think there are certain things expected of us in, in a given role. Mm -hmm. and, and sometimes that can distract from the actual outcome you're hired to do. And I oh, think yeah. that's where people struggle. Um, that's where I struggle sometimes. So Interesting. Yeah, I'm really, I'm just super intrigued by this idea that, because uh, I, I heard an interview with Elon Musk. Okay. And he was saying that most people think that he spends his time doing media stuff and what he calls businessy stuff. Okay. And he says he spends 80% of his time doing uh, engineering and design work and, and innovating mm. and things like that. Um, and I thought that's a huge percentage for somebody who's working like he works almost 80 hours a week. The right. guy is not, I mean, he's crazy. And, yeah. and he's, it sounds like he might be falling apart as a result of some of that. <laughs> Personally melting down. Yeah. I mean, I, there's only so long you can sustain that. But the idea that the more you try to do, the less you get done, to me, sounds like a pretty powerful idea. And I feel like when, you know, you hear like somebody, let's say, um, like Dave Ramsey, do the debt snowball. You know, have you ever heard of that concept mm -hmm. where he's like, knock out your smallest debt first. Mm -hmm. But the idea is that, you know, get this done. And if you get this done, you will have the momentum to get this done, you know, and you, and you start rolling the snowball down mm -hmm. and Warren Buffett, had, his whole biography was called snowball. And I was just curious to, to look at like, when I think about like super successful people, right. And, um, so you think about like a Michael Jordan, mm -hmm. you know, what all was he working on? Basketball, his primary thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
And and but then he'd break that down. You know, he'd yeah. be like, I'm gonna shoot a thousand free throws, you know, right. or I'm going to dribble this far down the this many times up and down the court with my left hand or something like that. Um, like when you hear about how he would train, he was just focused on one thing. Well, don't you think some of most of the a lot of the greatest achievements in, in world history are because people fixated on one thing. Yeah. You know, like the Wright brothers, right? Yes. You say, okay, we're going to, we're going to get this bicycle thing up in the air. And it's like, that's all they worked on. They didn't work on 25 different things. And so there's an element of like a mile wide and an inch deep that I think currently culture it pulls us that way mm. is you can do more. You can get more done. If you just get a little thing done, then you'll get in a habit of getting things done and then things will get done. The challenge with that is that not all things are worth getting done equally. Yes. And you get things done, but they're not that great. And then you find yourself getting things done that you're, you know, kind of going, why did I get all this done? Yeah. Like you look back and go, gosh, I did a lot of work, but what really came out of that? And I think in terms of the original question about planning, like your ability to figure out what are the key critical pieces of getting to where you need to be is is what's important Mm -hmm. um and then focusing on those things because Mm -hmm. the things that i think get in the way of being able to plan well are all of the extraneous stuff that comes in that you didn't expect Mm -hmm. um and in business they talk about it as a critical chain like these are the things that have to happen in this order in order to get to this end point and you build in a little bit of wiggle room for some of these kind of things that you didn't expect, but you don't get off that critical chain. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was looking for my phone because I want to find this quote. I don't have any notes, so like yeah. <laughs> I kind of go by the, fly by the seat of my pants here. Yeah. But there was an Eisenhower quote where he was talking about how plans are not super valuable, but planning is totally valuable. Hmm. And what he meant by that was if you have a plan – then what ends up happening is as soon as you go to execute it, the plan fails because yeah. some variable changed. Right. But planning gives you the ability to be thinking about it, it's an ongoing process, right? right? If this happens, then okay, we're going to do this and this. And yeah. you're, you're moving. Um, but anyway, going back to this idea of the more you try, the, the less you get done. I mean, I think about a lot of organizations and uh, like, let's even look at ours. When we are able to focus and get mm. something uh, done, mm. I mean, get focus on something, what gets done is the magnitude of the of that outcome is so much greater right. than when we're spread all over trying to get a bunch of little things done. Because mm-hmm. it's like you're saying spinning plates all the time. Yeah. And I think that's part of my personality is that I want things to go well. And so I know that for them to go well, I can't do a multitude of things well. Mm-hmm. And that's the same thing in life. Like you can't be, you can't be a great father and a great friend and a great worker and a great this and a great golfer and a great hunter and all, like those. There's just there's a limited time frame, right? There's finite time is our only finite resource, right? right? And so your ability to focus on the right things and then figure out like how to execute is super, is super important. I do think the execution piece is where most companies and schools break down mm-hmm. is ideas are easy to come by. Execution is very, very difficult. I was thinking about, I, I totally agree. I, I was just thinking about this last week that we uh, had time off and I was thinking about this concept and wondering like, what would be the one thing that, if I got it accomplished today, I would feel like, hey, this was a great day. 
And, and I even thought, wow, what a great question to ask yourself the day before, at least. Yeah, <laughs> right? I, That's a great reframing of it. I think even that idea of pondering that question, it, I, my head starts to go, oh, I got five things I got to get done tomorrow. And that yeah. I think that's what modern business and leadership kind of makes hard to do is focus. Mm. Well, or um, some people have gotten really good at that. And then if they're aligned with their skill set and they do it that way, they can achieve phenomenal results. Yeah. Because um, I think if you do seven things and you're pretty good at all of them, you could probably advance them, but you're probably not going to do any of them super well. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, but. yeah, yeah. You know, and what, as I was writing my things down, I was, you know, some of them could be done in one day and some of them are going to take like weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, I think it was Tony Robbins who had this idea and I'm sure he's not the one who came up with it, but it was chunking. Mm, yeah. And so you take this thing that takes two weeks and you say, okay, well, what, it, what could I get done today? And it's almost like you're saying, does it take two weeks? It's that Parkinson's law yeah, idea is that, that task will take as long as you give it. Um, but anyway, I, I've, I've really, and I'm not good at this, obviously, um, being a, a relatively new concept, but I'm thinking, okay, I'm, every day I'm going to pick one thing. That doesn't mean I'm just going to do one thing. But I'm going to pick one thing that if this gets done, I will say the day is successful and apply it also to my family. Have you ever felt like there's been a day where you could say that that truly happened or a your season oh, of life? There's been a ton of days because um, I tend to be, and I, I'm, I'm not, I think everybody is this way actually. We all get into a manic situation when we're in flow, let's say, mm-hmm. right? And we just hit something, we lost track of time. And and it was something important, right? I think mm-hmm. those things have to go together. But I think when you're in flow, it is important. It's like, that's your deepest joy. Right. Is when you are like, I lost track of everything. Yeah. You must have been doing something you were made to do. But yes, I've experienced it many times. But have I experienced it consistently? N-O. <laughs> have you read the book uh, called Essentialism? No. This is this kind of the core concept of it, in my opinion. And I actually okay. mis- misquoted the quote I mentioned earlier about if you don't prioritize your time, somebody else will. That's from that book. And it's a, essentially oh, okay. saying you need to dial it down to the things that are really important. And, and there are a couple really good quotes in there that I, I'm looking at my notes on because I wrote them down. Is that he, he in the book says, if it isn't a clear yes, then it's a clear no. And oh, it's yeah, talking about that. how you make decisions. I love um, that. And I was just reading something this morning about how there are different types of people and a lot of us don't like to say no if it isn't a clear yes it's a clear no there's another there's a there's some other quote yeah, that no, is I similar see. to oh when in doubt there is no doubt there what go. is that from i don't know where that one's i from, think that's but, from a movie yeah but i think up. that's really good the other one that i loved in that book was he talked about the latin root, root word of the root of decision the word decision was cis or sid which literally means to to cut off or kill and so he says, truly, if you're making a decision about how to focus your time, you should be, you should be creating a to don't list, not a to do list. And I don't I think we're it. very good at that. That's that's total like Steve Jobs. Yeah, he he was like uh, his his one of his many famous quotes was, 
how he spends most of his time saying no to things, not saying, yeah. not deciding what they are going to do, but deciding what they're not going to do. Well, I mean, the Apple story is like when he got back the second mm -hmm. time, Jobs is about doing less, right? Yeah, that's reducing right. the product Cut line all the way down. To I actually four. think Lego has a very similar story when they were floundering in the '80s. Yeah. They had too many pieces, too many different things. Did you see that on the toys that made us? Did you see that? I didn't episode? see that one. But oh, you should watch it. You yeah. love it. Um, but I mean, they shrunk down their inventory yep. and then all, their co-branding came along and they sold a bunch of Lego yeah. Star Wars sets, but they had to kind of focus more. And, and I think Steve Jobs, in my recollection, is probably the most prominent example of that because he, he reduced everything down to like three or four different devices for them. Doing the exact opposite before Barry Schwartz comes out with the paradox of choice, mm -hmm. he demonstrated it and said, Hey, how about we have two of each right. <laughs> right four products and they had something like what 20 it was a lot and i mean in some ways it's you'd think oh that's countercultural right you should have more product offerings so that people buy more of your products right but i think the idea was is you can't do all those things well and we're going to build our a brand around design and something totally different than you know what's so interesting doing. what's so interesting about that is one of the things he said is engineers couldn't even explain to their friends some of the differences between the different computer offerings they had. Hmm. And he was like, think about that. The fact that the builders of this couldn't even tell you with all these products, right. what were the real distinguishing features? And I wonder about the things we do. Right. What is distinguishing between all of these tasks that you say, oh, well, this one's super yeah. important because it's going to do X. Yeah. What's really important is that it's on your list. Well, and I think that's where that quote about if it's not a clear yes, it's a clear no. I love that. Sounds good. In practice, very difficult for me specifically. Like somebody comes and says, hey, would you be willing to do this? In my mind, I think, I don't think this is worth doing, but there's this relational piece. There's this maybe politics piece. Maybe, you know, you need this person to like you. And so then you re really run the risk of saying yes, even though you you know in your heart you shouldn't be doing it. And but, you know, but you know what's so interesting about that? I, I had this concept related to that instance back in the day called the audience of one, you know, target audience yes, of one, yes, you know, yeah. where, but then it changes, right? Because it's not about the project. It's actually about the relationship. Mm -hmm. And so you're like, okay, well, I, it's not so much a, uh, a matter of me getting this done as it is a matter of this is actually about something different. Yeah. This is about me being buds with so-and-so. Yeah. And tasks and people have to be, you can't conflate the two. Yeah, um, yeah. But I do think, and you have to also know what you're trying to accomplish and what your purpose is. Mm -hmm. um, because making choices and making decisions, you know, to cut or to kill, you have to understand what you're trying to go for. And that's where, our, when I said, like, a lot of the greatest achievements in time were people that were fixated on something. Mm -hmm. I'm, you think about how much time Michael Jordan spent on his craft. Um, he, he chose to not do other things, right? Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Now, it is interesting to watch somebody like LeBron James right now who is running a media empire while playing basketball. I don't know how that all works, but it's different than, than like a Michael Jordan. Exactly. And you know what's so interesting about that? He's not Michael Jordan. Yeah. Right? I mean, everybody's like, who's the best basketball yeah. player of yeah. all time? Not LeBron James. Yeah, that is interesting. Yeah. <laughs> right? So, but he's still an amazing person. And, and I mean, also what he's able to do 
it takes a special person who can do that. Yeah, and he obviously has some intuitive things around business and mm -hmm. some of these things. And and I'm sure he's not spending a lot of time. I mean, he bought a portion of Arsenal, the football team in England. Yeah. It's like he's making a lot of money on that. He probably didn't spend a ton of time on that. Right. Um, but he seems to have good ideas about where to invest his time and energy. Mm -hmm. I also read he sleeps, he sleeps 12 hours a day during the NBA season. Wow. So if he's sleeping that long, there's a lot of things he isn't doing. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's true. So well, he and he might be a master delegator. Yeah, you know who knows. And you, you know, you think about him to be at his level that he has to be spending most of his time on basketball. I mean, there's no other way around. It. Well, and but he also has freakish yeah. genetics. Yeah, sure. So his genetics make up for a lot. Well, he's he's one of those people where he he has all of the physical attributes that he would need and he's got the mental makeup yes. and he's got the discipline and the focus. Yeah. That's what it creates an elite athlete or an elite anything yes. is that combination. For sure. Um but I think planning like you know, he has to plan. He had to plan how am I going to get better in this offseason or or you know, the Wright brothers had to plan what are what are what is our next strategy to try to get this thing off the ground. Mm -hmm. Um and I think to do good planning, you have to limit the quantity of things you're trying to accomplish. I, I do like believe it. that's true. All right. Well, I'm glad that we did this podcast. We're going to do some more like this. Um, but just want to throw out there, because this is something I'm going to try, which is doing less and getting more done, trying to sift through all of the stuff and taking some of this advice from Mr. Doherty. What was that great quote that you had? Say that again. If it's not a clear yes, it's a clear no. Yes. From Essentialism by Greg McCown, I think is who, was, who wrote that. Thank you for sharing that. I am going to put that up on the whiteboard. All right. And as always, it doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be awesome. <laughs>